2: baby. Poor baby got a ticket on the way to work.
1: Are you spoiling my bottom of the cob? Oh, is that your bottom of the cob?
2: (laughs) Life's just so good good otherwise that you're like, that's the only thing that's gone wrong. No,
1: but that was just such an easy bottom. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's my first ever ticket. Really? Yeah. Besides one parking ticket. Okay. So you lied. I think those are very different. I just think- Parking cops are different than real cops that- or mean to you when you drop your license and it goes between the console and the passenger seat and you're
2: scrambling for it. And, and it goes between your boobs and you're like, you whoops, <laughs> Daisy. You know, police officers are there to enforce the law and to prevent people from hurting themselves. So the cop that just sits there and waits for you to fuck up. Yeah, it wasn't- got
1: three of us. It was
2: a sting. That happened that in, was in the a car. a sting operation. Well, I'm not going to make you give your thing. That happened in no. the car. We were with Greg one time and the cop watched him make a turn that, not knowing the law is no excuse, but also like, if, especially at a dangerous intersection, the fact that you waited for him to make the mistake, which could have endangered others, just so the cop could then pull him over. I was just like, fuck you, dude. Like, that's not that's not helping the law. Yeah. Like, I waited for him to shoot him. Then I arrested him. Like, cool. Good looking out. Yeah. How Get about that, you make yeah. your sign bigger? All right. Well, you may have just been, you don't know if that's, not, you may have just. Maybe I messed up. Yeah, you definitely messed up. In this case, though, with Greg, the guy just watched him and it like wasn't posted. And I was like, cool. What if Greg had hit someone because there was no sign? And then you're like, well, at least I got you on news. You can be pro good police officer and still say that that was a dumb thing. Yeah. For a cop to do. But we don't live in that kind of society. You're not allowed to have an opinion. I posted an image from that, I keep calling it Sea Legacy, that Sea Sparsity movie, because our waters are overfished. And this fucking idiot sends me a comment that just goes, you're not even vegetarian. I'm like, you're right. So because I've only given up red meat and I only eat sustainable fish, but because I eat chicken sometimes, I shouldn't comment on that. That's what's wrong. Our world will we'll burn because of all the, what abouts? So cool. That's that's insane. It's such a lazy person argument.
1: Yeah, on one of the one of the like next doors, someone was like, "Oh, this this person put mothballs all over a lawn to poison dogs. It's so horrible. We need to capture them oh and arrest god. them." That's horrible. And oh my god, like they should go to jail. And then someone replied to them, "But I bet you're not a vegan."
2: It's just like, "You know what? Kill yourself." <laughs> we don't say that enough to people. She like, can't okay, cool. Say that. I don't care. And you know what? okay, so I'm not a vegan, so therefore no one can criticize anything.
1: Right, you it's can't say so that insane. you shouldn't poison a dog.
2: <laughs> I you, but The thing is, you never clap back at those people. You're like, okay, Anne, well, I'm not going to argue with a blocked account that has two followers, which is clearly some psycho who's obsessed with me that like made an account. I'm not dumb. Yeah. But I just, if you're the person that's like, like, so anybody who's ever made a mistake ever can never point out anything, so we'll just keep rotting. Yeah, God, fired up coming out of Easter weekend. Red hot bunnies. <laughs> so unfair. You guys get candy and chocolate. We're sitting over here eating giant matzo crackers. Cool. Oh. Cool trade.
1: And Easter candy is some of the best candy. A lot of a lot of little eggs
2: with things in them. It That's just candy though. It's just formed in the shape of an orb. And that's the correct shape for a candy. We should have gotten some peeps and put them in the microwave. Get real big. <sighs> I love peeps. That's the correct shape. Have
1: candy. you heard about the Pepsi peep flavor?
2: Can I guess what it is?
1: No, it's Pepsi flavored like Peeps, but it's not oh. least wide. It's only for like influencers. If you post a Peep something, it's some, you have to cool. do some contests. And I was like, I'm not doing contest for Pepsi. If it was Peeps
2: Coke, I would do a contest. You're a monster and that sounds horrible. And if I, I, I were, I mean, who's like champing at the bit? Like, oh, send me that. Send me chick flavored sugar. Peeps I would, are really good. I would do a Pepsi flavored Peep, but not a Peep flavored Pepsi.
1: Pea flavored it's Pepsi. Well, there was that place Rocket Fizz where I would get cookie dough bites flavored soda, and I imagine I it's similar. Hate you so much. It closed down during the pandemic because you
2: were the only one
1: keeping <laughs> and I them in stopped business. stopped going because there was what? The no more ranch
2: flavored gum.
1: Yes, <laughs> I'll just go home. I don't like gum. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just, I just, I want to oppress you. I want to hurt you. <laughs> I don't like gum. Okay. I don't.
1: I don't. I think it's Stop. stupid that you can't swallow it. I'll
2: leave that sound bite just dangling out there for you, Scott. Hot Scott at number one.
1: Kick it. Rhiannon S13 says, Hey, Eliza, Emily, and her baby arm is Tiny Stone Beach, chamfu And Scott, we miss your hot takes and voice. And body.
2: <laughs> and body. From behind that plexiglass sitting down in a shirt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> shirt. First of all, big fan of everything you do. Can't wait to see you live again. Listening to your advice as I've transitioned from undergrad to grad school. Yeah, I'm getting a PhD, LOL. Has kept me sane and mostly
2: grounded. (laughs) So you're trans. (laughs) No.
1: Okay. (laughs) On to the question. I'm a 26-year-old woman trying to figure this whole life thing out. Don't. You're fine. You're 26. Nothing to figure out. I bought a house when I started graduate school. Oh, shit. After having lots of people asking if that's what I really want to do, but I'm a fucking gazelle getting my PhD. Finger emoji, shrimp emoji to the haters. Unfortunately, I is it do a have... middle
2: finger or just an emoji Sorry, of a finger. finger? It's a middle finger Thumbs emoji.
1: In it's a middle finger emoji. Thank you. Unfortunately, I do have some daddy issues. My parents divorced when I was in grad school grade school, and it left my dad bitter. Now I love him. He's my dad, and usually he's pretty decent human with some typical cringy dad tendencies. Recently, my house's 25-year-old furnace needed to be replaced, an expense I wasn't exactly ready for, but I do have enough savings to cover it, barely. I reached out to my dad. I included the relevant texts for context, and we'll look at those in a second, who lives 20 minutes away About asking about some saving bonds, That my grandparents, his mom and dad, bought for each of my birthdays. I absolutely know the money is there and that no one has spent it. His response was that I should ask my other gradpa- grandparents.
2: What who is wrong already, with reading today? I don't
1: know. <laughs> who have already provided me with some help purchasing my house. In the meantime, yeah. I'm figuring out my finances and my BF and I will be okay. What stings is that I just spent the previous Sunday all day with my dad and grandma. They're both vaccinated and I've gotten my first shot. And this was his response. I know your stance is usually to move past it and love them because someday they'll be dead. I was just wondering if you had any other wise words for my situation. Love you all. Can't What's wait the for situation? the next
2: episode. So What is the vaccine? have to do with anything. So, you asked for some money that's in your name in a bond. This is the text message. Oh god. Okay. I got to <sighs> Well, you didn't provide that. Well,
1: so I so this th- I told you exactly what she just said.
2: Okay? What I don't What's the question? So here's the text. Message. You want me to read this cuz you're having a stroke over well, there. Well, I don't
1: think we need to read the whole text message out loud because I just explained what the text was, but the basics are she has gifts given to her. She has bonds that were given to her. now she's like, hey, I want to cash in those bonds. Like, what's up with them? And her dad's like, I don't know. You he probably just doesn't her. know. He might just not know. He might
2: just have no idea and doesn't want to admit it. Is that grandparent dead? No. Hook him up, call up that grandparent. You yeah. clearly are a smart girl. Like, you purchased a home. You're going yeah. to grad school. So get the name of the bank. Whoever sold you the bond, the guy with the mustache. Well, the grandparents gave it to her. Call up that grandparent. Your yeah, dad doesn't you gotta know. Talk to the grandparents. Your dad I think know. he doesn't
1: know. Here's uh, the funny thing about it is that Rhiannon. Gave every single person's name, including, like, grandparents' names. Right. And then was like, you can say any of these names. And Grandma G.
2: No, like, full, like, names. And I didn't say them. Because- no, what you need is the name <laughs> of the bondsman. I think that's a jail thing. That sold you this. Look, you're clearly a very capable girl. Yeah. Uh, so extend that capability to picking up the phone and calling Grammy Tan. Grammy Tan. She's, um, she's Asian. I don't know. And, and getting the name of that info. But if it's in your name, you know, call a bank. I don't know. But your dad doesn't know, doesn't care. Yeah. I I, I can feel that like in my dad's voice, like how labored he is when he's like, and how's your week? Like they dads at a certain point are like, look, look, I just wanna Live my life.
1: Yeah, I think because it's via text, it's not. Now, you know your dad better than we do, but I don't think it's the slight that you're thinking that it is. Maybe I'll talk to him and he'll be like, I ripped those bonds up, then use them as toilet paper, and then you can be mad. But right now, it's
2: like, Yeah, you seem to be doing okay. Ask the grandparents, congrats on the house. Can I move in? Cut through the garbo. In life, guys, this is great for anyone. Cut through it. Write a letter, talk to a person. Save some water, ride a cowboy. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while well, introducing newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable. And it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at ninety-eight dollars a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get twenty dollars off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code Eliza twenty. Just go to n u u l y dot com. That's Newly with two U's, and enter the code Eliza twenty and sign up to get twenty dollars off your first month. That's n u u l y dot com. Newly with two U's with code Eliza twenty. Newly Subscription Clothing Rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. so I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious.
1: Hello to the illustrious Eliza, baby arm, boneless beast, smoky husky, Ooh, you the well Scotty. <laughs> I, I managed to figure out the last problem I asked you, but I managed to have a brand new problem. Good job. If I don't get to your question quick enough, solve your own problems, please. There and you thank go. you.
2: Doing the best we can over here.
1: As of right now, I'm an unemployed full-time college student. I am really happy with the decision I made to go back to school full-time, but it does put a strain on my finances. Yeah. Recently, I was invited to the Zoom wedding of my friend and his fiance. Oh, that sounds horrible. The (laughs) groom is an old friend and he is streaming the wedding due to COVID restrictions. (laughs) While I am not a huge fan of his bride, which is a long story unto itself, I want to be supportive. We'll be. They have a gift registry, which I have not even looked at yet because they tend to have champagne tastes, but often give homemade gifts to others. Am I obligated to send them a gift? You are.
2: Don't be a turd. <sighs> you are, but you can send a cheap one. You definitely can. And the fact that they have champagne, like it's not a tit for tat thing. Like we always give me cheap guys 25 bucks to a honey fund. Mm-hmm. Drinks on me. If, if they have an issue with that, then those are horrible people. The point is you're making an effort. So that's okay. It's not your job to like fund their life. You mm-hmm. don't have any money. That being said, I bet you have a little bit more money than you think. You know, maybe you just don't get some drinks that weekend or something. I get that you don't like the wife. It doesn't really matter. It's your friend and he'll rem- he will remember if you don't get him a gift. Uh, Jody, my one of my best friends, adopted a baby. I know exactly who did and did not get her gifts. And I will hold it against them forever. Wealthy people that she's close to, like, just disappeared. I'm like, that's how you feel about single one you know? with kids. Aren't Are you she on told the me. list? She told me. And I'm like, do you want me to send another email being like, hey guys, just checking in As, on the a registry? BCC. That's, yeah. Oh no, not a BCC, just to be like, hey, nudge, nudge. You'd be surprised the amount of times people were like, oh my God, I actually did forget. Can
1: you do like a, um, you know, now that the baby's like home and this and that, yes. we, um, th- we've reassessed the needs and like updated it. So. I can't and here's why.
2: I asked her if she wanted me to do oh, a little and she, that. she said, no, I can't fight that battle no. for her. But like when Ooh. we got married, Noah had a friend who did not give us a gift. And I remember. brought it up a lot. To him? To Noah or to the friend? <laughs> Unfortunately, to Noah. Which okay. Is shitty. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you remember these things. Your friend will remember that. So that's all. Get 25 bucks. And you can always address it later and be like, I felt so bad. Like, I just had no money. And he's a monster if he's like, well, you should have given more. Get me a nice bed for me and my bride. Y- Bang give on.
1: Give us, uh, uh, I think, uh, something cheaper and a nice note goes a long there you way. Go. There you go. You do what you can with what you have where you are. Teddy yeah. Roosevelt. Okay. okay, here's just not a question. Hi to my favorite podcast fam. No question, just a thank you. After yesterday's episode, which was this past week, okay. I truly cried for my college self, wishing I'd had someone screaming into a microphone to stop putting up with bullshit men, yeah. and that they should be impressing me.
2: There you go. I don't oh, know the if- girl, the prison girl. It's like I'm gonna lose this weight, and then hopefully he likes me. And also, I hopefully think this the guy other- with the rap sheet likes me.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would have listened, but I'd like to think AIA would have saved me from at least a couple stupid mistakes. Thank you for making a podcast that simultaneously empowers women while calling out the faults of our girl logic. Kisses for the Snow Peach and Gracie. Mm. Saw lies in Indiana last year and at the drive-in in in Illinois. Now I can't wait to see her in
2: Milwaukee. Oh, McHenry, Illinois, you were freezing. Freezing cold. (laughs) Opposite of my special. It was very cold, I remember that. Snow Peach. Thanks. You really went place. on a tear with that,
1: that question with the... Um, the prison weight. No, that well, that one and the, the sister's cruddy boyfriend. That Oh, that's <laughs> what she
2: was like. I try to make it better. Yeah. This isn't about being a bitch. It's not about like kicking in dicks. It's about like some people are just going to be shitty and you're going to bend over backwards. And be like, do you like me? Yeah. And I can't say that I haven't done it, but at a certain point, it's just like, whatever, you're a fucking tool. Done. probably has a crush on you anyway. Kick it. (sighs) Okay. That's my answer to everything. When men, are like when a guy is mean to you, either he has a crush on you Mm -hmm. or that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Unless it's like a serious political opinion. Like men tend to not bother women that they're not like deeply attracted to and scared of. Yeah. So kick it. And that's just how I choose to think of it. Any troll. I'm just like, I'm never going to fuck you. You look cheap. And I'm going to say that no matter how ugly I get. Because that bothers people too when you have self-esteem. Nothing worse than an ugly girl being like, you just want to fuck me. (sighs) Yeah.
1: Anonymous trigger warning, sexual assault. Uh, And here's the log line. How do you bow out of a friendship for moral reasons instead of growing apart? The context. My friend's daughter told her in a letter that her stepfather had been sexually assaulting her for years and that she had purposefully done things to make him unattracted to her. My friend has been calling her daughter a liar and saying that he would never do this. She has also already left this guy before for
2: cheating on her with men and his half-sister. He cheated on her with dudes and And his his own Mm half-sister, who you are blood-related to. Mm -hmm.
1: As someone who has been sexually assaulted for years, I have also worked as a female advocate for four years while in the service. I know what the cry for help and wording looks like from someone who has been groomed. It makes me upset seeing her call her daughter a liar. I want to call this friendship quits because of this, but I feel the need to stay in it to protect her daughter in any way I can. What would you do in this situation? Her daughter is not ready to go to the police.
2: I, look, this is really, I mean, I really appreciate that you guys trust me. It would seem to me that the priority is that daughter, not the friend. And I think you need to have a dialogue with that daughter. Yeah. Make sure the daughter has your cell, your you info. Pri- pull her aside and be like, whatever you need, I got you. I think it's just about your communication with that daughter. Um Oh, God, that's so awful. Yeah. I, but I how can't even do you conceive of that?
1: So, if you give, I, I think that's tough because it's like, I think I would also feel like I should stay on okay terms with the friend so that I would have access oh. to the daughter. But
2: it's like you're just looking at this friend like you disgusting monster. Yeah. But but what kind of access are we talking? You're not like a, a securitas hire. Like you're not at the. The girl has your cell phone. You can look at her Instagram. Like, it's, right. you know, I don't know how much you're hanging out with this woman anyway. So,
1: should you tell your friend, like, this is disgusting and that you don't believe your daughter? And I. Do it
2: in front of the daughter so the daughter sees someone standing up for her.
1: You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you, it's really, the, it's admirable that you're there for the daughter. And that's what a horrible situation. If I, you know, it's, not, it's good that you believe her and are looking out for her. That's but, but so also, horrific. By the
2: way, Make, I think you make like, I don't know the situation. I don't know if the mom is like volatile and then you can't see the daughter. I don't know that thing. But it also is weird to like go to the movies with this woman, go to birthday parties and yeah. acting like it's cool. So kind of draw your own boundaries, keeping that daughter priority. And if there's a way to not rock the boat yeah. and stay close to that daughter, but if the mom's going to make it weird, then you got to do what's right. Um, but Yeah. Bleh. Also, what would be horrible is if the daughter was lying after all of that. What if...
1: I don't, what the fact it? that this woman, no, I'm, I'm that this, I mean, this guy, she didn't leave, even not believing her kid like this. She knows this guy cheated no,
2: with his half sister. So that's blood. That's your blood in your stool and your urine from whatever weird disease you're going to get from fucking a relative. Kick it. I don't want to do this anymore. That's so heavy.
1: Hi, Eliza and the gang. Oh, this is this doesn't have to be anonymous, so it's from Ariel. Blood
2: in your stool isn't that gross?
1: Why are you saying
2: it? I think stool. When people say stool, you're like, you mean poop? You mean the the thing? That you sit on. Do you think people at furniture stores like, would you like a stool sample, like of wood to take home, and then
1: and then they laugh and laugh?
2: They take a dump in a bag.
1: Ariel underscore Geraldine. Hi, Eliza and the gang. So excited to see you in Clearwater. I'm a huge fan. Also want to say that this podcast has been getting me through every day. Right. I want to apologize
2: because this one's long. Oh, boy. This my, is a long, long, at least a lot of these are long.
1: And you as the doozies. producer
2: have done this.
1: Yeah, we're getting into some doozies. It's, it's a heavy week. We can't just be like, oh, another wedding. No, Welcome we to, need yeah, to true. talk to the people.
2: Welcome to Heavy April. <laughs> it's my all-female rock band, Heavy April. Heavy flow. <laughs> heavy flow. Get a stool sample. Okay.
1: <laughs> my best friend in the world is a boy who currently will not speak to me. We Sounds met,
2: awesome. Sounds like your best friend for sure.
1: We met seven years ago through my high school ex-boyfriend. We have a very close relationship that a lot of people do not understand. Anyway, he currently has a girlfriend and she is someone he has been on and off with for about six years now. Last year when they got together, he stopped talking to me because her ultimatum for them to be together was that I couldn't be in the picture. Yep. I went through a really rough year and he apologized after they had yet again broken up and said he would never do it again. Fast forward to a few weeks ago and he tells me they are back together and will, better than ever, not speak to me. (laughs) I am very upset and his family is also asking me to talk sense into him. This girl has hurt my friend so many times. He Mm. finally called me today in secret to tell me she yet again is doing things to hurt him. I told him I'm glad he reached out, but I can't help but feel hurt for two reasons. One, I know she's a horrible human and I'm trying to talk sense into him, but can't. And two, I'm hurt that he has to call me in secret and then yeah. he ignores my calls and texts. Yeah. What do I do to help my friend and better yet keep our friendship? Nothing, you're done.
2: So I hate that I'm saying this to you, but this is just the way the world. We looked you up and you are unfortunately pretty. So that's not fun for the other girl. Now the other girl is insecure. You're also very young. Um. The other girl's insecure about it. It is difficult to be in a relationship where it's like, oh, your best friend is a hot girl. Cool. You've done nothing wrong. Uh, Your boyfriend, your, your guy friend needs to grow a spine. But moreover, he's chosen this girl over you, which is actually normal because that's his girlfriend. He continues, just like a girl in an abusive relationship, he continues to sign up for this. You're done being friends. You met in high school. Is that right? Yes, seven years ago. I am not best, except for Michelle, I am not best friends with my best guy friend from high school anymore. Uh, I am not best friends with my best college guy friends. Like I still have friends like that, but like your life changes. He will continue to choose these women over you. You are not there to fix him. You're done. You're done. There's nothing else to do. You will only be seen as a problem.
1: What is he doing to save this friendship? Every time she comes yeah. back, he he's like, okay, bye, see ya, until she leaves me again and I'm
2: alone again. Like, he's a turd. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's just as spineless as some girls are. You're done. That's it. There's no more repairing. Girls love saving a guy. What can I do to save him? And what is with family of guys calling girls. We see this a lot like-
1: Protect him.
2: Help him. I've never received a phone call. I haven't even met the parents of some of my best friends. What What small town, everyone's just got each, we're all on a phone tree? No, this isn't on you. It sucks. You're gonna miss your friend. You'll miss him forever. I have friends that I don't talk to that I still miss, but like I'm not getting like reach out letters, reach arounds from their dads. Kick it. Hi, Liza. As a daughter oh, by of- By the way, sorry, you're not ugly. Enjoy your life.
1: <laughs> Hi, Liza. As a daughter of overprotective Jewish New Yorkers, I find extreme comfort, entertainment, and validation in the words that come
2: out of your mouth. Well, my parents are not overprotective. Well, maybe it's just the mom.
1: One of the best memories I will always have will be my mom and I crying with laughter together watching Mom Alerts, which is Academy Award winning level material. Thank you. I'm 35 and my parents still to this day text me when it's raining to tell me to be careful because the streets are wet. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) As I was listening to the pod last week, are paved with water. I found myself asking, am I the asshole? Mm. So riddle me this. I have a best friend from elementary school who I grew up with. We were inseparable. As we grew our views on life and the world, we grew further and further apart. Eventually, one of us moved to a different state, making it even harder to maintain an already struggling relationship. When we would travel to see each other or get together for events in the friend group, it became less appealing to me each time as I had an increasingly growing awareness of our differences. In summary— My Friend and
2: anti-Semite what it is?
1: In summary, she made me feel bad about myself and my decisions. Always. I never felt good enough, smart enough, or worthy enough. There was a huge COVID-inspired fight in our friend group that was the final straw for me. We were both so busy all the time and exchanged very short generic texts for a few months until one day I just decided I didn't want to do it anymore and simply stopped responding to her. So am I the asshole for simply ending a 30-year friendship with no communication or am I doing the right thing by protecting
2: my energy and my peace? Doesn't matter because it doesn't seem like she followed up either. Right. So if anything, you did both of you a favor, put that final nail in that friendship coffin. You don't have to think about it again. Yeah. Because what you're not saying is, and she called me and she sent flowers and she wanted to talk to me. It sounds like you both just kind of grew apart and you don't have to own any of that.
1: I think if she asks you about it, it would be nice to be
2: honest with her. No, you could just be like, I didn't, you didn't text me either. Like, I think we just grew apart. And then it's sometimes people feel this need to like, be like, well, I guess I should follow up. I also, by the way, like, I don't know you. I don't know her. I struggle with the, like, she made me feel a certain way. That's your own insecurity talking. Was she just being herself and you, is she prettier? Is she more outgoing? I'm serious. Or is she a dick? Or is she a dick? But I'm just saying like, I don't know the context for that stuff. Like, is she hourly being like, wow, you need to read more? Or, you know, is she X, Y, and Z and you're A, B, and C and you feel inferior to that? I don't know. But the truth is, it doesn't matter because it seemed like you took that first step of not texting anymore and she didn't care either. It's just like dating. You ghosted, she didn't follow up, neither of you were into it. Why try to resuscitate this corpse? Don't even think about it. Because what you want, what you want is the closure. But Mm -hmm. you can't have it both ways. You were strong enough to be like, I'm done. You want her to text you and be like, hey, what happened? By the way, I'm sorry for all those times. She's not. So you both walk away feeling empowered and strong and you're done. And -hmm. that's it. And you kick it and watch out because those streets are wet. We'll be right back from commercial. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with. And there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com Eliza. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Boland Branches signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft, yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolan Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolan Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolan Branch has a 30 night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. <gasps> A
1: tiny- Hi, Lies and Co. Love you in the podcast. Also loved seeing you last time you were in Australia. A oh, woman yeah. snuck a dog into the theater. It started barking and you thought it was hilarious. That is
2: hilarious. Isn't it funny? To sneak a dog in and then the dog isn't behaving. <laughs> it's very funny.
1: My question is about a colleague I work with who is a compulsive liar and has been causing serious issues in my team. For context, I am a 27-year-old team lead for a state TL. government organization in
2: Melbourne. Men what?
1: Melbourne.
2: That's fine. That's, you wouldn't pass as a local, but it's better than Melbourne. Australia. Melbourne. <laughs> you have to barely open your mouth and you have to go Melbourne. Yeah, very good. That's perfect. Very, you sound very Australian.
1: <laughs> I'm one of four team leads who oversee- Can you read the rest of this in
2: Australian accent?
1: I'm one of four team leads
2: who oversee a
1: total team of 16 people. You're doing now great. it's old timey. <laughs>
2: It's, no, it's captain. really good. You just sound like you're selling like <laughs> locomotives in like Tennessee in like 1912. Yeah.
1: I have a colleague who used to work with at a
2: pre- previous
1: job. Why did
2: wait? Why do you become a man? <laughs> is the
1: question? The only word I can say Australian is no, because you just say nor nor are
2: you nor no, you don't say nor. Yeah, you nor. say nor. <laughs> wait, you want something really cool? What? Noah told me this. He, we were watching The Crown, and like. There's like a special way that the queen speaks, to say yes in like receipt like high RP. You say ears is. Mm. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, she
1: always grunting it out like you know,
2: that. I. You have to start over. She's a team lead in Melbourne. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, twenty year old team lead for a state government organization. So I'm fun. one of four team leads who oversee a total team of sixteen people. I have a colleague who I used to work with at a previous job before I left to come here, and she and I used to be at the same level. I am now a supervisor, while she has come over at the same level and has issues with the fact that I am now her supervisor. Recently, she has been telling some other members of my team that we have the same qualifications and experience, which is categorically untrue. And she told people the reason she left the last job was that she was too good and the best person on the team and therefore needed a challenge. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> The main issue sounds with Sounds like a dude. The main issue with this is that I still know the management team from that previous job and she had in fact been on a performance management plan and suspected of information leaks before she quit and they were looking for ways to legally move her on from the unit at the time she left. I told my direct boss about all these issues before she was hired as well as the fact that she has lied on her resume and fabricated her credentials to make it seem like she's qualified right. but my manager hired her anyway and told me to give her another Chance. Since she came to my team, she has continued lying about her degrees and experience and has been submitting awful work that shows she has no idea what she's doing. But I have been telling my manager but has been telling the manager that I have given this work my approval, when in reality, I haven't even seen it before it gets released. How do I handle this situation in a way that allows me to keep a good relationship with my manager and also doesn't make me look like I'm trying to get rid of her because of our previous work history? Oof. I love my job and I've done nine years of post-high school education to get to this level in my profession. And I care deeply about what we do, but she is putting other people at risk with her behavior and her attitude is causing morale issues in the team. Sorry for the long message. I hope all that made sense it
2: did um i don't know like if you guys have like hr down there, but this seems this is not even about like friendship or anything if all of this is true and it really is that bad first of all your boss sounds like an idiot but if all of this is true this is something because it sounds like she's a liar yeah uh and so pulling her aside, which would be my normal thing, be like, "Hey, like let's talk this out, I want to help you yeah, like, This seems you like know. someone who's going to lie wherever they go, your objective is to complete your work in the safest way, protect your team and um and keep doing a good job and part of you having this job and having a boss is like you want to be enabled to produce your best work, so I suggest. You talk to your boss and get HR and bring her in and be like, I need to discuss these things. Be like, this is not, per- like you keep it icy professional. My object, my concern is my team safety, information, performance. I will not stand for having these types of charges brought against me. I did not okay this work. You know, maybe it's like a mediation with you and the boss and Emily will tell you to like keep notes, but what you don't want it Writing. to become is a she said, she said. It's like, all oh, these two Sheilas are really going at it. So- if it is that serious, you need to bring in somebody who will listen to you. It's an equivalent of HR or you, and you keep it black and white. Do not say things like, and I just feel like you're just like on this case, on this instance, this instance, this instance, these are the things that you said. My objective is to keep my team safe and to do my job. And this is inhibiting me in the following ways. Yeah. So I don't really understand what you do. I keep thinking you work at a zoo. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like very protective of their animals.
1: I... I think, yeah, I think instead of focusing on, okay, she lied in 18 different ways to get this job. Let's mm. drop that. That's Focus personality on based, what yeah. she's doing right now. She is lying as she is doing work. Is she supposed to be getting your approval on this work before she releases it? Every time she releases it without your approval- Make a little note. Let HR know these five
2: different times she has done this and she has been telling my manager that it was me. Do not let them, because Australia is like uh, 20 years behind in terms of like feminism. And some of the women there are like, yeah, he objectified me. It's whatever. Do not let them make it about like woman versus woman. Like Mm. you, you know, keep it professional, keep notes. Doesn't matter that she lied or that she said she was quality. It's all hearsay. What isn't hearsay is actually turning, like is actually breaking the rules at work yeah that's what you do and don't worry about fucking being liked and by the way maybe you guys can just get rid of her i bet she'll move on this doesn't sound like get her out of here i yeah. hate her get it it's a big city find another job yeah okay this question i still is- get emails from one place i did pilates there <laughs> and i unsubscribed many times this message is from
1: edith fontano it's a code name hey it's me <laughs> edith fontano like rag name i know Okay, my question is regarding a friend. She and I, both cis women, met in 6th grade and we are 28 now. We're fucking we're we were really yeah. close in middle middle and high school. I was basically the only person who visited her when she went to the other side of the country for college. Okay. We stayed friends and after college in our early 20s, going we on road trips and to concerts. I was also the only one of her friends that sat Shiva when her grandma died a few years ago. Nobody else she was friends so with like, came like, even though she invited for them.
2: All the gentile listeners it's, it's a Jewish wake basically uh, just you know have is like you for a day you cover the mirrors everybody comes over we did it for Blanche huh. anyways people bring you food
1: yeah it's actually kind of fun so this person invited multiple friends but none of them showed up besides our question asker so the thing is we hadn't haven't talked since that day. She sent me a very thankful text for coming and that was it. I thought it was weird, but people do grow apart and whatever. Okay. We still follow each other on Insta yep. and we're Facebook friends. That's okay. I saw a few months back via Facebook her and her boyfriend of like ten years got engaged. Oh. Fast forward to last week, she texts me for my address out of nowhere. I give it to her. Yep. Today I got a letter from her mom inviting me to her bridal shower. Inviting in three me to weeks. never come
2: again to anything. It
1: includes a link to the registry. Mm. I know the wedding is in June, the same weekend as her B day. I found out via Facebook, but I do not have an invite or save the date for that. My question is wait, 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 stop. So she got an invite to the bridal shower and a registry link, but no wedding invite uh, three weeks out from the bridal shower. I know the wedding's in June, same weekend as her B day. Uh, I do not have an invite or save the date for that. My question is twofold. One, should I go to the bridal shower? Not sure because of corona and general awkwardness. Two, does this mean I'm invited to the wedding? My mom thinks yes, but I think no. no. your mom is very wrong. She just wants a present and probably has headcount concerns for the ceremony. What do you think? That's exactly what it is. For sure, because otherwise it would include, you have not been given the date of the wedding. You just gleaned it from Facebook.
2: No offense, but your mom sounds like the kind of woman that's like, he hasn't texted me. Do you think he's into me? She did not send you an invite. You are not invited to the wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a version where she sent you an invite and it got lost, but weirdly the bridal shower invite made it um she doesn't really want you at the wedding no the bridal shower is her way and by the way it could be that she doesn't want you it could be a headcount thing it could be a money thing whatever the bridal shower is her way of like bare minimum including you and it could be from the highest light like oh my god we really only have the money for x amount of people and i see these people all the time so she wants to include you here's what you do you don't it i don't know why you're so hellbent on seeing her because you'll be there with a bunch of people you don't know. Um, You send a gift. You don't go to the bridal shower and then you lay it to rest. You did the right thing. You're done. And by the way, if she still loved you, she would have picked up the phone and been like, I got to tell you something. Like, I cannot afford this or you would have made the cut. But this is her moving on in her life. No malintent. There are people that I love that I didn't invite to my wedding. So she's trying to include you. Send a gift. And be done. That way, there's no blood on your hands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It just, it sucks. It sucks. And it's like, if not enough people go to the wedding, you probably will get an invite. But, or if you send a really good gift for the bridal shower, you may get an invite. But an invite. Exactly. Like at this point, it's done. Yeah.
2: You weren't invited. And, you know, if she had called and said to you, look, I can only invite 30 people, you're 31, I just, I got to wait a beat. But she hasn't. And she's busy. And I always say weddings bring out the best and the worst in people. But this is your cue that like, you don't mean as much to her as maybe you did. And, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're bad or she's bad. She's just, her life's in different direction. Send the gift. You'll feel good about that. Yeah. That's it. That. Do not go to that bridal don't show. Go. You don't care. That's so no. lame. Yeah. Like, hey, I showed up anyway, bestie. Look, I got us engraved hearts. Both ways. Yeah.
1: Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Anonymous. I am a gay, young millennial. Me too. I was in third grade when I watched the Towers go down. I grew up watching David Letterman make fun of our president's inability to speak English. I was in high school when Prop
2: 8 was voted Sorry, into law. Which president is this? Uh, Bush? W? Yeah. I think he spoke English. He just... He said a lot of words wrong. Sure. I Can I just say this? I'm not, like, going to die on a hill for George W. Bush. When you speak as much as a president does, like, you're going to fuck up. Like, Emily, at the beginning of this podcast, you, (laughs) I thought, were having an aneurysm. People love to, like, grab highlights and be like, look, they messed up. Although he is famous for, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. You're not going to fool me again, (laughs) which is awesome.
1: Anyway. Anyway, my parents were the last people of their friend group to lose their house from the recession. They tried so hard and had so many court battles to save themselves from Wells Fargo. I voted for Bernie to be nominated only for rich Democrats to manipulate the primaries. The Russians manipulate the masses for Trump. And now I fight people every day in my job begging them to wear a fucking mask. All that context is to say, I exhausted. haven't ever felt proud to be an American. Ugh. I haven't been given a lot of reasons to be proud. I haven't found many American institutions that weren't predatory and greedy. I admire your ability to stand in front of thousands and say that you love this country. So my question is, how do you come to a place of such patriotism? Surrounded by all of these predatory American institutions, what places are there we can go to find faith in our fellow Americans? When you think I love this country, who and what are you thinking of? I think this is interesting because your love for America, some people would think, is goes directly against you being a like outspoken woman. That is exactly
2: why. Because you want to talk about predatory institutions, move to China, move to Russia like see if that, move to the Middle East, like see if that isn't like 10 times worse. Every country has their problems. You move somewhere else, you're just trading different bad things, different good things for other things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think a big part of my patriotism comes from my mother, whose father was a war vet and whatever they went through growing up. um, I find it in the experiences that I've partaken in seeing these soldiers who selflessly give of themselves I understand that not all foreign interests are altruistic, but what people don't understand is a lot of times, yes, it is about oil or it is about something awful, but I would trust an American soldier over an enemy soldier. Uh And maybe that's because I'm American. Um, I don't believe forcing democracy down people's throats is always the way to go. Uh But I do believe that we are trying Even if bad things happen, we are trying to make things better. We are the world police. And a lot of times we go into a zone or a situation because if we don't get there, then somebody else worse will. And you can look at things like uh, Al-Qaeda and Afghanistan and you can say we were in there in the 70s, we pulled out and that's how you got the Taliban um, because we left this like hole and they just, the people couldn't cover themselves and look what we got. Everybody makes mistakes, but with great power comes that great responsibility This is a country, this is your bet. We have the most, I'm not saying this is naturally a good thing. We have the most millionaires because this is your best bet to come here, start from the bottom and build your way up because of capitalism. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I get goosebumps thinking about this. Like where else can you come here with nothing in your pocket and build a business and you can have room and have a house and send your kids to school and your, your kids have a chance. There's racism everywhere Bad things happen everywhere. We are so fierce in our protection of our civil liberties and our democracy. And we fuck up and we are flawed. But Americans get up and we keep trying. And we we have ingenuity and we are forward thinking. And we gave the world a lot of things that everybody uses. We gave the world, you know, the automotive industry, the internet, um, westward expansion. No, but we this thing this being self-hating is a part, critiquing America is part of the foundation of this, critiquing democracy, challenging things, making them better. We will never, we won't be as good as the next generation. It's the new generation's job to look at the old ways that don't serve us and change it. And it might be slow and the wheels of bureaucracy are glacial, but this is your best bet. And so it's easy to criticize America for all of our shit, but like, We've done some really good things. We put a man on the moon, allegedly. And I think, I think, I think about that a lot because we do fuck up so much, but like, where are you going to go? Show me where it's better. And I get it. You're like, Oh, I can go to Denmark. Okay. Well, it's dark most of the year there. And like individualism isn't really encouraged. You know, we are loud. We make mistakes. We do all these things, but so does everybody else. And, The beauty of it is that you are allowed to have the opinion that you have and you will not get taken away by secret police for the most part. (laughs) So I have pride in my country because I'm from here. That doesn't mean that I'm not open to critiquing it. That doesn't mean that other countries don't do other things better. Keep in mind, we are massive. We are not some small nation that can like, well, just make sure everything's perfect for everyone. Everybody's got their flaws and the sort of nihilist view that you're taking, you know, did you like Barack Obama? If you didn't like George Bush, maybe you liked him. Like this idea that like all presidents are have always been bad and you were in third grade when the towers came down. I was in college. You didn't absorb the full impact of it, you know? And as, as, as a third grader, what?
1: I mean, I think it was still troubling as a third grader. Sure.
2: I'm just saying like you're living through all these things in a recession, but as awful as that is, like, you know- it, It's probably worse to have a recession in other countries where the government fully controls everything. And there isn't, I'm not, you got to take the good with the bad. And you can go outside right now and you can scream, I hate America. Fuck our president, tweet at him directly and you will be fine for better or for worse. And so I choose to love my country because this is America is the greatest experiment the world has ever seen. We are. Okay. We are. Show me another country that's an experiment. We are barely 300 years old and look at all that we've done. And this is an absolute melting pot of people and they come here for hope. You know, so maybe have that conversation with an immigrant who just got here and be like, why do you love America so much? It absolutely warms my heart when I see someone come from another country and they're like proud to be here. I don't know that I would feel that way if I had to move somewhere else. I was saying this to Noah yesterday. We went for lunch and it was a Japanese restaurant and Noah speaks like a little bit of Japanese and the guy is Japanese, he was talking to us and Noah was explaining to me that when you count in Japanese, like the number changes depending on the shape of the thing you're counting. And I was like, oh my God. Like if I had to move to Japan, I'd be like, cool, I'm just going to clean your toilet because there's no way I'm going to learn how to count that way. People come here because there's an opportunity because as oppressed as people are, there's less oppression here. And if you just, if you can figure out how to make it work and I get it, I get it. I'm white and I'm upper middle class. And, but by the way, like I built this career on nothing. My parents did not give me this job. And it's very difficult to do that, to build something from nothing in other countries. I'm not saying you can't, I'm just saying I choose to love America because I am American and I choose to shit on America because I'm American but I'm not going to go to another country and tell them that like Americans are the worst when everybody's fucked up. What? Okay. That's it. Okay. You can take a nihilist view, but in and of the fact that you are stating all of these things and nothing's going to happen to you and that you can explore your feelings for America without being questioned or having your family murdered or something like that. That being said, I've been saying it on stage lately. like It's been embarrassing to be an American lately. But you can be embarrassed of your family and still love them.
1: Mm.
2: I can be mad at my parents and still love them. I can think a relative is an idiot, but that's still my blood. That's still where you come from. And that still has shaped the way that you are for better or for worse. We set the tone for the world. Keep up. So you don't have to bleed red, white, and blue, but it does run through your veins.
1: Hi, I do not have my master's or doctorate, but I do have an IQ well into the triple digits. So I hope you'll answer my question. Sleeper cell. Sleeper cell. We had tickets to see you in March 2020 in Denver. In June 2020, we rescued our tiny baby boy Stanley. It's a dog. I was gonna say. (laughs) Since we got him, he has never been left alone. The pandemic has made that a lot easier to do since we really don't go many places. He comes to work with me every day. He's even been on a plane so my mom could meet her granddog. The few times I've left him just to run to the store, he cried or sat by the door waiting for me. Ooh. Which brings me to my question. I see that your show has been rescheduled for March 2022. What state? Uh, Denver. Oh, sorry.
2: The state uh, of Denver. Uh, Colorado. What if you didn't know? If You're like, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Uh, obviously, it's no problem to have Stanley in the hotel room, but not so easy to have him at your show. We do mm. have a friend in Denver who can watch him. We'd okay. be driving three <laughs> and a half hours from Aspen, but by the time we pick him up, it would be so late. It would be too rude to ask them to do that. I seriously think I have to cancel our tickets, so okay. what should I do? What? Unrelated. We're no, all- you don't
2: get two questions.
1: <laughs> bring, get a, bring the dog to the show. I don't care. <laughs> well, ask the venue.
2: The venue's going to say no, so just sneak him in. No. Like that Melbourne person. Because then
1: they're going to be like, oh, it's okay.
2: Uh, have, like, are okay, you sure your me.
1: dog's not fine at home? Like you said he cries, but it's like he's a dog. So he cries, he'll get over it. Yeah.
2: As long as there's someone there. Maybe get a dog sitter.
1: Yeah. Can just- you stay in a hotel room? Ooh, that's rough.
2: Oh. Some hotel... It just depends. I don't know. Blanche would like lose her mind, but if someone was with her, it was fine. So can you get a dog sitter? Can you leave the dog with the friend for the night? Or, and this is going to be unpopular opinion, but I'm just going to say, and I don't solicit this. I'm not saying you should do this. Get a bag, put the dog in the bag, put a blanket over the bag, bring the dog.
1: But we are not liable if you get kicked out of the show. This
2: is not yeah, an I don't know. I don't know what you this do. This is not a, yeah. It's a little weird to be like, I, you don't let the dog run the house. So get a sitter or let the dog bark itself to sleep. Yeah. Or in Blanche's case, make her face bloody ramming against the door until somebody comes in.
1: Yeah. Unrelated, we were watching the Bee Gees documentary, and there's a music producer named Albie Galutin. He looks like Noah, and I'm wondering if they're related.
2: No, but he was at my wedding. Is that weird? <laughs> yeah, that's Noah's dad. Noah's dad invented the drum loop and produced the Bee Gees, and uh, Noah's stepdad is a Grammy Award-winning bassist and I sing songs to my dog.
1: Yeah. So people are asking us, can they bring their dogs? We will not be liable for that. People are, I saw another yeah, post that was like- Bring all your
2: pets. No, Just we jam are not. Them all in a This
1: purse. is not an endorsement. We do not work for the venues. By the way, people asking about tickets, venues work you great. have to ask the venues. Yeah. You guys, uh, <laughs> I
2: am not, contrary to popular belief, I am not moving these dates for fun and like clenching your money in my hand. I don't have no. your money. I move, we move the tickets to the nearest possible uh, date. Keep in mind, these venues have other entertainers yeah. to accommodate. If things are getting moved, it's because of COVID. It's not yeah. me being like, how can I fuck with my fans? Yeah. I don't have your money and I don't enjoy moving the venues.
1: No, and it's, we, it's not even a thing where we don't, we like, we don't have your ticket. We don't, we don't have your tickets. And if you buy a ticket from a reseller, We, If you buy your ticket from Craigslist, I can't help. Yeah, can't help.
2: It's Uh, the venue. It's them. It's the venue. I don't have, I'm not a ticketing site.
1: Yeah. Uh, There's a reason
2: that I, (laughs) that they take a fee because they handle it.
1: They handle it. Well, and so, you know, as
2: comedy gets back out on the road. Some people might want to know a little bit more about comedy. And... Comedy is coming back and some people want to peek behind the curtain. People always want to know how the sausage is made, the comedy sausage. (laughs) Uh, If you want to know a little bit about my life as a stand-up and a lot of other women who work in stand-up, you can check out Hysterical because this episode is brought to you by the FX original documentary, Hysterical. It's now streaming on FX on Hulu. Hysterical uh, is a documentary about stand-up. You can go on the road with veteran comedians, rising stars, and everything in between to find out a little bit about how they've impacted comedy and comedy has impacted these women. It's a nice peek. It's a nice inside info look.
1: Yeah. And it can tie you over until I mean your first dates are May, mid-May. Yeah. You'll get to
2: see my face. You'll get to see me out in May, starting that tour. And uh, come come watch a doc that explores a little bit about what I go through.
1: Now that it's out, you know what? I keep getting served the ads like when I'm scrolling through other sites. And I'm like, I know this is coming out. Out of anyone who knows, I think it's so stupid. Like, you know what? You know what? I
2: love the ads that are that I'm in. Those are the best ones.
1: But I just I'm like it's like when you buy something and then you get 18 ads for it and you're like I already bought this. That was my bottom of the cob. You did say that. Yeah, so that's what they're just like bad hey, AI. You, they're like, "Hey Emily, have you heard about hysterical?" And they're like, like, "Yeah." Yes. I wrote
2: it down to watch it. They're like, "Well, we just want to remind you again." You're like, "Cool, I watched it just in case you wanted to see it again for the first time."
1: <laughs> they should see like Eliza's number is in my phone. Stop telling me about hysterical. They should see that. They
2: should see that you're here. Well, that's not hysterical's fault, so check out No, hysterical. it's
1: not. It's not.
2: And Hysterical is now streaming on FX on Hulu. Hi, Eliza,
1: Emily, and Biscuit Nose. I have a dilemma. A boy named Y. We lived in the same building for about a year and were pretty casual friends. Right before the pandemic started, about a year ago, I flew home one Sunday morning. Saturday night, he invited me out for pizza and drinks, and then we went back to our apartment and drank. While chilling, he made a move, though both of us were deeply drunk. Nothing happened. I flew home and we never spoke of it again. We lost touch, occasionally checking in, but nothing serious. Trouble is, I really like this guy. About two months ago, he reached out and asked if I wanted to do something after a long time of not seeing each other. He ended up picking me up at midnight and we drove to the beach and drank and talked and slept all night. I loved cool. it but didn't think too much into it. Another time he had another day off, picked me up in the morning and we went to a campsite and he made breakfast and coffee, talked and just spent time together. What are loved these it. dates. Didn't think too much of it. Sat quietly. My, my birthday rolled around about 3 weeks ago. I told him I wasn't doing anything he for my birthday. He took me to a ravine.
2: We looked at pigeons
1: <laughs> cuz I cuz I, I kind of hate it. He's been all day traveling and when he finally got home, he came over and we talked and he ended up sleeping over.
2: My friends are But convinced... did you hook up or did you just sleep? I What's think with they the just sleeping?
1: My friends are convinced that these are dates. What the hell is going on?
2: What the hell's going on is that you like him and he likes you. He's
1: not a person who wouldn't say what he wants and actually do something
2: about it. He, he likes makes you. Me laugh
1: and push myself, but there's already a lack of communication that kills me. What is he
2: thinking? Here's what, here's what he's thinking. He made a move on you. You rejected him. He's trying to kind of creep back in. No man spends this type of romance. He's not taking you out in broad daylight for a game of soccer. You're doing romantic things. He likes you. You like him. Sack up. You rejected him, so he's probably just trying to be respectful of you, but he's still wanting to spend time with you. So knock on his door and give him kisses.
1: Yeah, he likes you. do your favorite
2: thing and just sleep quietly next to each other. (laughs) He
1: he brought her to a campsite and made breakfast there. He is trying to be sweet
2: without forcing. He's waiting for you. Yeah. Blow him. No. No, don't blow him. That's gross. Blow him later.
1: At the super mom wannabe says, I'm a 38-year-old married mom of two, not a nurse, sorry, not in grad school, sorry, but I do enjoy my native deodorant Daily Harvest yes. Athena Club razors all with the coupon you code You are Eliza. super
2: smooth, healthy, and stinkless. <laughs>
1: My question, people tend to call me cute a lot and I feel patronized every single time. Yeah. I realize that it could be how I put myself out into the world. Feel free to look at my IG for reference. Let's look. We'll show you, but let me read you this. I'm incredibly short, <laughs> five foot, generally have a sunny disposition, etc. However, I own my own business. I'm
2: 500 pounds.
1: My husband and I own and run restaurants and we have attained a very reasonable level of success. But even when I'm talking about high level business strategy, some people in my life who don't even share the same level of success respond with that's cute or you're so cute. I'm wondering if you have a funny comeback or a way I can just play into it so I won't take it personally and maybe even disarm them in the process. P.S. I really miss the Hot Scotty song. Please bring him and that catchy jingle back.
2: Hit it, Scotty. Hot Scotty number one. Number one, Hot Scotty. Hot Scotty number two. Number two, Hot Scotty.
1: So she's talking business. She's five feet tall. And they're like, oh, that's cute. She's like, my business is doing thriving. And they're like, that's so cute. Okay,
2: a couple things. Emily, you're going to have a conniption when I say this. But I reference, again, Goodfellas. Joe Pesci's famous speech. He says, you're funny. And he stops and he goes, funny how? like a clown, like I amuse you. If it really bothers you, which it clearly does, you just say, what's cute about that? Oh. Yeah, that's all you say. What's so cute about that? My mother is in her 70s and I think this happened when she was in her 60s. We were together one time and I don't know if it was a waitress at a comedy club or something. Some girl referred to an older woman as cute. It is pejorative. It removes all power and sexuality from the person. There might be, there's no malintent but that's what it is. And my mom looked at me, she goes, do me a favor. Don't ever call me cute. Cause you want to, I'm like, oh my God, my mom is so cute. But what that's saying is like, she's not sexual because we don't like it when women are sexual. <laughs> um, she's not a complex, like, she's adorable, like a baby, non-threatening. So cu- oh, isn't that cute that you're still putting in effort? Isn't that cute that you still take pride in the way that you look? And my mom said that to me and until she said it, it never occurred to me that it could be a pejorative thing. So now I never describe older women as cute. And uh, I was looking for a decorator for my house. And I met with this decorator. I called this decorator. We had an appointment. And I said to her, you know, obviously she can't give me a quote or anything. I go, well, let me show you my house so that you know what we're working with. So she pulls up my house online and I'm on the other end of the phone waiting. And she goes, oh, cute. I'm like, this is a multi-million dollar house. It's not cute. I don't live in a hobbit hole. It's not a cottage. And I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, did you say that to show me that my house is on the smaller end of homes that you do? Did you do that because you were trying to seem cool or it just kind of came out? Long story short, she did not get the job because of that comment. Um. So I think you simply say, like, I get that you're short and that's adorable, but you just say, what's cute about that? Calling out on it if it really bothers you. Mm-hmm. Remi- it's, rem- it's meant to remove power. Things that are cute are not powerful. Puppy, baby, a gourd, a pumpkin. That's what you do. What's cute about that? Because anything you, you're like, oh, what's cute? Like a rock star mama kicking in dicks and making money. They'll be like, normal. Mm. Um, or, you know, just dress super sexy and no one will ever call you cute again. Get those tits out and be like, Are these cute? And they'll be like, No, they're fucking hot. So that's all. You just say what's so cute about it. Just say it. Watch them. Watch them, watch them void their bowels. <laughs> Funny how. Watch that scene from Goodfellas. Or is it was a casino? Goodfellas. Goodfellas. And then he and then he's like, I'm just kidding. And then he stabs someone in the neck with a pen. Get yourself a pen, you stab someone in the neck.
1: Okay. Joe says. Hello, Eliza, What's with you now, Emily. Where,
2: like, I give these. Thi- I say things, and you're just like next.
1: <laughs> I say what? I mean, you had a ten minute rant about cuteness. I think you covered it. Oh, so right. Okay, I wore you down. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Hello, Eliza, Emily, the sweet chanfu. and of course Gracie. I am looking. When did for- your
2: cat work her way into this? No one's ever met this cat. I don't even know that you have a cat. No one's met her.
1: I am looking for advice on my relationship. We have been dating for three and a half years, and in most aspects, it's a great relationship. However... The problem I am having is that I want to one day get married and have kids and he does not want either of those at all. I've talked about it with him and he has said that he is fine with the way things are in our relationship and that if I'm not happy, that it's up to me to break up with him. I'm looking for advice if I should wait and see if he changes his mind in a few years or end our relationship. By the way, I'm 29
2: and he is 33. Much love, Joe. Run. Do not walk away from this scenario. He's
1: like, no thanks. And you're like, whoa. He
2: doesn't want to get married. Or is that what kids. he's saying? Yeah, or have kids. no
1: marriage or kids. And she wants those things. So Joe, get out of there. do not be a
2: dumb girl. This man is telling you, women are always asking for men to be communicative. This man, is, this man is telling you exactly what he wants out of life and out of you. And it doesn't align with what you want. So put yourself first and get out of there. He is happy to keep having sex with you and waste your time and all of your fertility. He is happy to waste your time. He is telling you exactly who he is. He is showing you exactly who he is. And you're like, I don't know. Should I stay and hope to accidentally squeeze a baby out of him so that he resents me? Maybe you leaving will make him be like, oh my God, you know what? You're right. He is telling you what he wants. Okay, so if he said to you, I want to have nine kids and you said, I don't want to do that. Would you like it if he badgered you about having nine kids every day forever? No, you'd be like, I told you how I felt. Yeah, do not waste time on this person. I get that you think it's romantic. Like he says, I'll have to break up with him. He must love me. He might love you in the most limited way possible, but he doesn't want what you want. And I think what you want to you should be more important. Yeah. He will waste your time and your life. Do not write in until you've broken up with him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's saying,
2: he's like, no. I just wish he would give me a clearer sign. He's like, I really don't want to marry you or have
1: kids. What are you saying? If You're
2: going to have to break up with me because I'm fine doing this till we die. Yeah, he's got a warm body to sleep next to. You probably have nice sex, have a nice time. Who wouldn't want to just hang out? And that's okay for a lot of people. But since when do, I get it with women. It's like, oh, she wants commitment. It's so annoying. Somehow what women want, Get labeled. It gets labeled as annoying or demanding or too like this is what you want, and I guarantee there are plenty of men out there who want exactly what you want. Yeah, it's the way society progresses. People get married, they have kids. Otherwise, there's no more generations. So, yeah, this guy is not even selfish. He's saying, "Here's what I'm okay with." So just and by the way, if you stay, that's on you. Yeah, he said it. Kick okay, okay. it. Ah, top of the cob. Oh, thank God. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is this. I've been, uh, even though I work out, you know, noticing that I don't, I feel like a little bigger. And it was really hot in LA the other day and I put on a pair of jean shorts. And while I have outgrown a lot of my cutoff shorts, which I still do think they shrunk, uh, I put on a pair of shorts that fit just fine that I've had for, that I bought when I outgrew the, the cutoffs so i haven't gotten any bigger than the pair that i bought initially a couple of years ago so i felt really good about that mm-hmm. actually comfortable not like i've got to keep adjusting them comfortable
1: yeah uh, my top of the cup i have a very exciting piece of mail that i thought wasn't getting here till saturday now i have been alerted by usps informed delivery it's getting here today it is from barnes and noble an autographed copy of sharon stone's memoir and it's getting here today, but I can't read it today because tonight I have to edit my show for tomorrow. So I have to wait till tomorrow, but I'll have it waiting for me and I'm excited. I feel
2: like I'm going to borrow my neighbor's bath. I'm going to be in the apartment. I'm going to read that whole <sighs> not book. not taking
1: an autographed hardcover book into a bath. You've got to.
2: That's the most romantic. No.
1: i got to protect it. Splash, splash.
2: I love when mail comes early.
1: It's so exciting, especially excited. Like I got the alert, like it's coming Saturday, and I'm like, oh, because people would order it from Amazon, it already got there, and I was jealous, and I was like, did I make the wrong choice? No, I didn't, because I'm gonna have it in my hands tonight. Everyone's like,
2: due to COVID restrictions, things may take a year to get to you. Jk, it's here. Yeah. Um, I saw a promising young woman uh, several weeks ago, and they sent a gift box with like. Promising Young Woman swag, like a candle and some candy and alcohol. And I posted it because, you know, supporting the film. And I got somebody on DM that was like, you should have warned us. Like, you should have said there was a trigger warning that, and I don't know if she was talking about, I don't want to do any spoilers, the violence in it or the sexual stuff. I don't know. But I was just like, so is this how we're tearing women down? Here I am supporting uh, a a female led movie directed by a woman that brings up some interesting points. And because I didn't tell you exactly what's in the movie, you're mad at me for posting a gift box. Don't watch Jurassic Park then. Don't turn on the fucking news. And of course it's like, how dare you You didn't warn us about a trigger warning. It's not my job. One man's trigger is another man's sleep app. So that's on you to read a review of the movie. Not get mad at me for posting like a promo candle and being like, check out this movie. That's not on me. When you get too precious about your own issues, it makes people not want to listen to you. That's what people have issues. Like my trigger warning, my problems, that's on you. I'm allergic to this. Then you don't eat that and you don't go near it. We all have to take care of each other in a society. But when you start putting the onus on everyone to make sure that everybody's safe all the time, you can't live your life. So trigger warning, don't leave the fucking house.
1: Right, it's very different if it's something that nobody could have any way of knowing about versus a movie that everyone knows completely exists and can Google.
2: Yeah, you're you're on the internet is for you to do that. The internet is for the internet you, is for you. Welcome to the internet. It's for you. It's not like I posted a murdered body and I was like April Fools. So don't at me about that shit. God, you're a celebrity and I can take aim at you. Why didn't you fix my life? Yeah, we weren't gonna buy a ticket anyway. Your bottom of the cup? My bottom of the cup is that I
1: got a traffic ticket, and the dumbest part is that you don't know what it is or what it's for. For I, they're like, go to the website and you can look and see. Because then I was like, do you know how much it is? And he's like, I don't know, it depends on the code. So you're just gonna hear, there's the website you can go to when I go to the website, and the website is like, uh, these will not be input for 30 till 30 days after you
2: receive the ticket. You're, and you're so gonna get double fine for not paying it within thirty days. I just days like, like
1: that. I just want to. I'm so, str- I wanna so I just want to know so I can know. have the information and put it out of my brain.
2: Oh yeah, you know what should be super easy though is just like call up the DMV or call up um, like a local court. I mean, yeah. Usually governments are pretty good about having someone answer immediately and give you information, so you should have no problem with that.
1: I might call, but not like you know. He's he wrote it on his paper pad today, so it's like I'll give it till next week but I just am be like so stressed bucks. about
2: it prepare for the worst and then when it's 60 uh, bucks you'll be okay uh, what was that noise Is that you enjoying yourself no that was upset <laughs> I think we tackled some pretty heavy ones today I think we're getting our my point of view more and more refined as we enjoy and do this podcast like subscribe leave us a lovely review don't leave a shitty one I don't want that just do the good ones and get your tickets to see me at eliza.com slash tour and remember Tianfu as a biscuit,
0: Berners. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say.